Welcome to the Catholic Youth Podcast, a podcast that will encourage and inspire you in engaging with young people in Catholic youth ministry. I'm Juliana, and this is part two of episode number 14, Running Retreats with Sebastian Duo. If you haven't listened to part one of this episode, make sure to hit pause right now and go back to listen to part one. I promise you it's worth it. Now you're all up to speed. Let's jump back into my conversation with Sebastian. One thing I would say is like you saying about the fun element. I feel like there's two types of people. There are people who love icebreakers and like, you know, just thrive when they come out. And then you have people who run away and are scared of them. I'm kind of in the middle slash would run away. Always have a couple of good icebreakers that you feel comfortable with up your sleeve. Like, oh, one time I was probably one of the earlier retreats I was helping facilitate. Something happened and like, Juliana, take the aid a youth and, you know, half an hour do something. And I panicked. But at that time of my life, I was um, giving like salsa dance classes. <laughs> and I said, I know what I'll make them do. I'll just give a little bit of a salsa class. And they reluctantly did it. And some of them got really into it. Yeah, that's um, amazing. That's <laughs> yeah. Great. I wouldn't recommend doing that. I'd recommend getting some other icebreakers, but that's what I had at the time. Um, and afterwards I was a bit embarrassed. I was like, oh, if I just had remembered some games, it would be great. But a few years later, like I ran into one of the girls who was on the retreat and she said, oh, you're the girl that, that taught us salsa. I'm like, yeah, I was. She was like, oh, that was great. I got to hold my crush's hand. That was awesome. So at That's least so one good. person got something out of it. But <laughs> yeah, so good. have some yeah. good games up your sleeves, guys. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah, a couple of things there, like. As a weird one, I think I've stopped calling them icebreakers. On our yes, program, they're still kind of written there as icebreakers. True. But it's I think triggering. when you say the word icebreaker to a bunch of kids, they sort of like, or a bunch of young people doing a retreat program, they sort of just, <laughs> the initial gut rolls, reaction, like, oh. the initial gut reaction, even if they end up having a great time and enjoying themselves, but the initial the initial reaction to the word icebreaker is often a really bad yes. one. Yes, yep. But yeah, to follow up on your story there, I think that's a good example of, yeah, what thing? What young people connect with as well. Like yeah. there's definitely been programs. I remember another program in the past um, or there's probably a few programs like this now. It's just getting to know some students' interests over the course of the day and yeah. then trying to invite people in those empty sort of spaces or in those gaps in the program where you've got a couple of minutes or you've got a little bit of time is getting some of those students to actually share some of those things. Sure. I know we've definitely had in the past like whole year groups of kids doing like a particular cultural dance that cool. another couple of students are teaching in the room. They're like, That's oh, awesome. we've got this thing or this is what we do. Um, it was a couple, it would have been a month ago out in sort of rural New South Wales as well. Um, there was a particular student there that was just sharing that, she just won a competition. Um, she just won a dance competition. Like, oh, oh, that's great. Okay, sure. as you do, yeah. Um, but then when she, you know, we sort of delved into it more, it wasn't just, you know, it was like Irish dancing. It was <gasps> like, no, sorry, it wasn't Irish dancing. It was Scottish dancing. Wow. Um, which is different. Which is, <laughs> they had different And places. there's a particular name for it that I can't exactly remember right now. Everyone Google it later. YouTube, yes. Scottish dancing. Let's, I've got to visualize this later. Yeah. Yeah. So but, she won it. <laughs> yeah. So she just won this competition. That's epic. Um, and yeah, we just had her up just showing us what that looked like. And then, 
you know, a group of other students getting up and trying to try, to try that as well good. and trying to learn that. And just those moments where students actually learn things that they don't know about each other as well. Yeah. I've definitely met, like, there's some students are just really, really interesting as well. Like, I've met someone who had the, held the New South Wales record for power walking. Like, year 11 student. And that's... Like wow. Just things that you'd never sort wow. of think about exist. There's just lots of those kinds of stories that only, I think those th- kind of things only come out on retreat. Yes. Like I don't think you'd learn those kinds of things about students. In English in class. No way. No way. Um, That's epic. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. those are some of the, those are some of the really cool ones. Some of the funny ones are, you know, year six students that tell you they have six toes and then pull their shoe off and there's an extra toe. True. Like, yeah. Amazing. Um, which is really fun. And again, something that their peers wouldn't know about them, but the confidence and the comfortability to share something like that in that space yeah. that could be a really awkward thing, right? Yes. Um, could be something that lots of people might be really uncomfortable sharing, but the openness to sharing that in a space with, you know, 80, 90 other people in a room and just do that is just a really, I think a really beautiful thing. Like, it totally is. I think is. it's a really, a yeah. really cool thing. And that it is about that connection. Like, sure, we we want to share wisdom and faith wisdom and explore spirituality. But if someone comes out feeling more connected, like they have more community, that's all part of it as well. So yeah, it's a massive part of it. So sometimes it is hard to sort of balance like, okay, um, session time, free time, fun time. um, But it's all sort of mixed together, right? Mm, Yeah, it has to. It has to all be mixed together we're not going to have those conversations about faith or we're not going to get into those deeper conversations if there isn't trust there, if there isn't relationship there, if there isn't a sense of connection there in the first place. So yeah, oftentimes, oftentimes we have those questions that are like, oh, is this program Catholic enough? Or or we'd like to see more of this. So we'd like to see more explicit mention of Jesus or things like that. And we're like, we'll we'll get to that stuff. That, That stuff's going to be part of the program. Don't worry. And sometimes we have to honor those honor those wishes from from people in schools and things like that as well. But at the same time, we're going. What we want from students ultimately is we want every student in the room to have something to access, yeah, and to feel like when they walk out of the room, they've one had a good time, and two, learned something about themselves, and three, have some tools to help them become the best versions of themselves. Yeah, yeah. And if they have those three things, then hopefully moving forward we can start to have some of those bigger bigger conversations or they might start to have those conversations with themselves yes or yeah. amongst it with each other yeah, as well or with each other yeah um but really we can do so much in a day and yes yeah we can only do so much in a day and we've got to think about what's actually best in the in that space yes what's actually the right thing in that space what do those students need in that space and what's going to touch people's hearts as well yeah 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 and like you know going back before you were saying like storytelling is really important like that's what jesus did you know using yeah. parables that's it, meeting right? people where they're at um yeah. you're emanating that in a sense which yeah it's a yeah really special good place yeah Yeah. i think it's richard raw that talks about in one of his podcasts i think he talks about that sense of what jesus did when he came down is that he would teach and talk about some rules and say some things (laughs) and then he'd go and meet someone and basically throw those rules out the window because he was in conversation with the person and he just wanted to meet people where they were at. and it's that balance right it's you know we've got to have that and strike that balance of saying that you know what it is about people and what we need to do is meet people where they're at. And we can't do that if we're holding on tightly to 
all these expectations of yes. what we want out of a day because it's not about what we want out of a day. It's about what what the young people in front of us need. Yeah. yeah. And God can work through that and through anything either as well. Like we can't necessarily be like, you know, God will only touch the hearts of young people if we've got it in this structure, right? It's not about the structure. Um, it's about having that connection and opening up that space and saying, okay, God, you know, mm. where are we going today? Like what messages are you going to think? What sparks are you going to set on fire? And, um, you know, being open to that. Yeah. It's, yeah. I really like that sentiment. Um, and before you were sort of saying like the, you know, some, some days are easier than others, like, and, and the good parts are really sort of what drive you through. But I would love to know, like, have, can you maybe tell me some stories about a time where things were really challenging or, you know, retreats completely fell apart, didn't go to plan. How did you pivot with that? How did you manage that? Oh, look, I can, I always go back to the first ever retreat that I ran, um, as a, as a Lasallian youth minister back in 2015. Um, it was a year eight retreat. I had really, really high hopes for what this day was going to be. Yeah. And, you know, went in guns blazing as an 18-year-old going like, yeah, I'm going to make this program really wonderful and everyone's going to have an amazing time and everyone's going to love it and everyone's going to feel really connected to their faith and to Jesus after this program or during this program and everyone's going to have this moment of encounter and it's going to be fantastic. And it was really naive in that sense. Like I was, I was young and still learning uh, a lot of things, um, but I sort of stepped into this space and went, all right, let's try and have all of these young people doing all of these different experiences of prayer and um, all these different things that really year eight boys were never (laughs) really going to connect with. Yeah. Um, And it was, yeah, it was hard. It was really difficult. It was a challenging experience. I learned a lot from it. I think sometimes, yeah, I think at that stage, I don't think I was in the right frame of mind or I don't think I was um, experienced enough to know how to pivot in that space or to even know it. But knowing now, um, a lot of different things now is um, a couple, I would say last month, again, out in rural New South Wales, different experience there. Um, with a group of students and walked in on the day and um, the sort of year coordinator of the of the students and the RSC at the school and the principal sort of all came up to us at different times and, and gave us points say, hey, this this year group is the most challenging year group in our school. Oh, you've got you know. the difficult ones, yeah. Um, and I think my thing is always to acknowledge that but also try and put it aside. Um, don't let it sort of taint your vision. Like, yeah, don't yeah. let it taint the vision and don't let it, yeah, don't let it dictate your expectations or your interactions with the yeah. students. Cause that is that thing that if you assume someone's going to do something wrong, <laughs> they're probably going to do something wrong yeah. because you're probably going to treat them like they're going to do something like wrong. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's that, yeah. it's that, yeah, that self-fulfilling prophecy. You don't, you don't want to do that on a day, but it is important to be aware at the same time. Yeah. Um, and so we sort of stepped into the day and I wouldn't say, it, yeah, I, it, was nowhere near one of the most challenging days, but there are a couple elements and a couple points of the program that we could see sort of the challenging things starting to come out. And it's about going, okay, how do we shift this space? Um, and what are they connecting with? Mm. That's usually the first question I think it comes back to is, okay, what are they connecting with? And in that space, they were actually doing a really, really good job of, um, they hate it. They couldn't sit and listen. Like they yeah. couldn't sit and listen yep. to any of the input, even the little like, you know, we didn't have any massive sort of input or massive sort of things in that session. But even those little five minute chunks of let's let's share a little bit about this. Let's share a little yeah. bit about this. Um, yeah, they just weren't having it. 
But what they were doing really well at was actually speaking to each other and connecting with each other. And wow. some of the responses that we were getting from them when we were asking them questions were really good responses. So it's about, okay, how do we shift what it is that we're trying, what, what the message is, what's the, what's the core message here that we're trying to get out of, out of this particular day or out of this particular yeah. session even? And how do we adapt what we've got into something that they're actually connecting with? How do we use what they're connecting with to get that same sort of message across yeah, yeah. yeah how do we yeah. how do we use that um so yeah that's more of the that's more of the pivoting sort of stuff that's sort of how yeah. it usually plays out yeah. thinking about what's what's going well at the moment i think the inclination for lots of people and definitely for me in the past as well was to say okay if they're not connecting or if there's something going wrong let's play a game yeah yeah <laughs> which um don't do that. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not a bad thing. And sometimes that's what's needed. Like if yeah. they've been sitting there for half an hour, they probably do. They need like if they've been sitting wriggle. there for a while, they yeah. probably need to get off their feet and do something and, and play a game or things like that. But yeah, if they've just played a game or they've just done something really fun or they've just done something and, you know, that's not the issue that's, that's coming out, then it's thinking about, all right, what are they connecting with? Mm. Maybe there's, you know, maybe there's an issue in the way that the content's being delivered. Maybe there's a, something that they're not catching on. Maybe there's a disconnect between what we're speaking about, what their experience is in. Maybe there's something going on or maybe there's just other other circumstances that we don't know about or, or things that are going on in, in their yeah. people's lives yeah. because they're people yes. at the end of the day and they've got lives outside of that retreat program. Yeah. Maybe there's stuff that we don't know about. And sometimes, sometimes just that the young people that are there, um, yeah, that's where Sometimes they're at. Yeah. That it's just where they're at and they might not want to be there and they might have switched off to the day before we we've even rocked up because yeah, yeah. of many reasons. Many reasons. Yeah. There's so many different reasons. And so yeah, at the end of the day, part of it is also acknowledging that there is only so much as a retreat facilitator, as someone coming into a space, there's only so much that we can do. There's only so much that we can control. And if we do our best, um, yeah, we do what we can do and let God do the rest in that yeah. sense. Um, control what we can control what we can control and let God control the rest and yeah yeah, if you go into it in that space it's yeah that's all we really can do it's not every day is going to be an amazing life-changing experience not every retreat program is going to be something that you walk out of going yeah this was this was wonderful this was the best day ever and I can tell you all of these people's names who had wonderful experience on this day it's not always going to be that way Mm. but we do our best yeah, and you have to have faith and trust in that. Yeah, we've got to yeah. have faith, yeah. And keep showing up. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, no, that's really encouraging because sometimes it can be hard. Like I remember mm. helping out at a retreat, like last minute call, and I had a small group and, yeah, really deep questions about empathy um, for, you know, a bunch of 16-year-old boys. And it was really hard to get, I'm like, okay, we have to have a small group discussion. They weren't, they weren't really liking it. And I was like, oh, exactly that. What are they going to connect with? So it was some questions about, you know, where have you experienced empathy before and what do you think? And they just weren't having it. They were being a bit silly. And, but I'm like, oh, we kind of have to still kind of get through this at a point. I'll give it a crack. And I thought of asking like, okay, what can I connect with? Um, okay, do you guys have part-time jobs? Like, yeah, you know, I'm working at Woolies, I'm doing this. And through that, we were able to have conversations about uh, terrible customers. And they really, yeah, they opened up with some great stories about, oh yeah, I've had this terrible customer and, um, you know, it left me feeling terrible and um, my colleague didn't help me. Um, So that kind of broke down that relationship. And then the other guy was like, oh no, in my work, I had that situation, but my colleague was really supportive and so a few weeks later when that same thing happened to that colleague 
I, I felt like impelled to go check on her and see if she was okay. So they had these beautiful examples of how they were showing up and being empathetical in their lives. But yeah, finding that connection point is is, yeah, is what's it. needed. That's exactly it. It's accessing their wisdom, accessing yeah. you know, what they know and what their experiences are and trying to draw on those to, yeah. to connect it with what we're trying to get to. I might actually touch on one other thing you said because I sure. think that was really, you, you sort of said it and it just got me thinking. Um, and you sort of just threw it out there, but that sense of keep showing up. I think is one of the most important things as well. Um, that sometimes you've got particularly challenging people or particularly challenging young people in front of us that, um, yeah, they just keep maybe doing frustrating things and maybe yeah. frustrating us and all those sorts of things as well. But I think, yeah, just not giving up. Yeah. Keep coming back, keep showing up, keep caring. I remember sitting there a couple of years ago on a different retreat day running a small group as well and um, – I'd never, I was very, very thrown off guard. Year eight kid sitting in the room, sitting in our small group. And I was just asking these questions and we were just having this conversation with a small group. And he just sort of turns around to me and goes, why do you care? Like, why do you care about us? Why do you care about this? Like, why is like, oh. I don't understand. I was so thrown off. Never yeah, asked yeah. questions like that. I was like, I had to actually think about, think about my response. Um, and I sort of just responded by saying, I just, you're a human being. Like, why wouldn't I care? Yeah. Like, you're a person and I, yeah, you're a person. You have value. I want you to know that. Like, I want yeah. you to know that. Um, yeah. I don't even remember if that's exactly what I said to him in the moment, but yeah, I think it just generally came down to that sense of, yeah, why wouldn't I care? Like, there is yeah. no reason for me not to care about you right now. I That's hopefully, beautiful. I hopefully care about everyone that walks yeah. through any of these doors and I hopefully care about every person that I, that I encounter and every person that I see. Why wouldn't I care about you? Like, isn't that, isn't that part of what it means to, to be a human being anyway or, or be in community yeah. with one another? And anyway, whatever I said to him, I think it must have, yeah, whatever I said to him at that moment, something. I don't remember, but I don't know if it even made him clip, click, but it just... Yeah, you sat there for a little bit, at least thinking about it, at yeah. least thinking about it and going, okay. But I know I've definitely seen that kid at least a few times since. Um, yeah. Wow. And the conversations are different and the conversations are at least there and he knows that um, he knows that he can at least see me and say hi and know that he's going to get a friendly face and he's going to get a smile. Um, and I think, yeah, that tells me something anyway about it. Like some young people... What they're going through, yeah. Or what, what's yeah. what's normal, or what? What's normal? We, yeah, we yeah. don't actually know what's we normal know. for some people. We don't know what's going on in people people's lives, and a really unfortunate reality is that some people don't realize, or don't know, or haven't experienced what it's like to be cared about. What yeah. it's like to actually feel valued and to feel loved, and have the dig inherent dignity yeah. and I was going to like bounce off sort of what you were saying that seeing that each has their own wisdom and experience because sometimes it's like oh you know this this student rubs me up the wrong way or is a bit you know ha some things irritate me or maybe in a classroom um, setting like a teacher has to you know be quite um, direct and, mm. and and things like that but to have that step back and be like no you're a human being with an inherent dignity and you have your own wisdom and experience that I can draw from and, and maybe that comes back to also when we were talking about accessibility for um, students of different backgrounds or maybe students who have special needs or other things, tapping into knowing that they have their own wisdom. So if you're not mm. sure what to do or how to handle a certain situation or, you know, if someone's needs are being met, just being like asking them, like, you know, what do you think? Um, or yeah, do you have any it. advice for me? And yeah, 
coming back to that, they have their dignity, their wisdom, and we want to tap into that and respect mm. that and let that shine. Yeah, that's that's a really beautiful story. I love that. Yeah, no, it's it's a great story. It's one of the stories, one of the many that sort of sticks with me. I just don't think I've ever been thrown off by a question yeah. <laughs> like that from a young person. And it was such a simple question, but such a like, they get you. <laughs> such they a get big you. question. Yeah, I think yeah. like I yeah. I still don't think I can properly articulate my own answer to that yeah, question. Even yeah. now trying to trying to Can't say it to come you, back I to still it. don't really still don't really know how to articulate that question. But yeah, but to come back and just sense, sit yeah. with that and yeah. be like, what does that even mean? Why are we here? Oh, it's getting deep. It's getting deep. <laughs> but that's really yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. So we were talking before, you know, a retreat can be a single day or several days, but we're hoping that there's something um, young people can tap into that might change their perspective or they can take going forward. So, and, and a lot of times you people leave retreats on a spiritual high, they're feeling good, but after the retreat, it's kind of like, what do we do with it? You know, they can feel a bit lost, right? You know, mm. coming down from the mountain experience. Yeah. yeah. So in your experience, do you have any best follow-up programs or initiatives that people can do after a retreat to keep the conversations rolling and to help with that sort of coming down the the spiritual high from the mountain experience yeah that's one of the most challenging parts of what i do (laughs) because we (laughs) we sort of drop in and drop out right like we, we go to a place we run a program and then we're out yeah and it's sad because some of the students that we sort of get to connect with or or feel like have had a really positive experience we don't know what happens to them afterwards or we don't really know what's going on with them and in addition to that yeah yeah we sort of are leaving all those students and not knowing what's what's next Next, to them yeah um there's only so much we can do in that space one of the best things one of the fortunate things is though that we work with a team of youth ministers we've got our youth ministers who are based in our schools and it's one of the the big bits of advice that always come out after any sort of program that we run um, whether it's a retreat day or whether it's one of our major events, one of our bigger programs where we're connecting lots of other mm. different schools together is how are we continuing to accompany those students after the experience that we yeah. had? How are yeah. we continuing to walk alongside them so that that spark doesn't go out, that yeah. fire stays lit, whatever it is that whatever it is that experience they've had is stays with them. Because mm-hmm. one of the, the hardest experiences in youth ministry, and I'm sure you'd know as well from your own experiences, you go to an event, you go to something, you're on this massive sort of spiritual yeah. high, you're on this massive sort of buzz and you go home and you want to tell the world about yeah. it and you want to shout from the rooftops and whatever. Um, but you go home and sometimes you, you, know, you tell your family about it, you tell your parents and because they haven't, it's not their fault, but because they haven't been on the same experience and oh, they haven't had that same yeah. sort of thing. They don't have any idea what you're talking about. Why they can't feel the same thing that you're feeling in that space. And sometimes they just don't really care that much. There's other things like you've got to make dinner. What you have to say because it's not, you know, the the values and other things aren't aligning there. And so, yeah, it's one of those challenging things for particularly our youth ministers. How do we continue to walk alongside those people so that they don't get lost? Mm. So they don't get lost in the process. And that process of coming down the mountain becomes a helpful process. Yeah. One of the things that we have done over the past couple of years, particularly with some of the bigger events that we do, is we know that the last sort of plenary or the last sort of day of any event that we run, any, any major event that we run, really needs to be around all right what happens next like sure. it really needs to be explicit theme. <laughs> yeah. it really needs to be yeah seriously it needs to be explicit about all right what are you doing coming out of this how what is this going to do 
in your daily life, in the way that you interact with your family and your friends? How is this going to impact the way that you are at school? Like what are some of the things that you're practically going to do coming out of this experience? The other part of the parts of those conversations is how are you going to be, keep connected with each other? Mm. We've got, you know, safeguarding is a, is a wonderful, sure. wonderful thing, but it also means that we're not, you know, we're not really keeping in contact with these students yeah, post an event. Yeah. We, we can't do that. And so we're putting it back on the, on the young people there and going, how are you, how are you staying connected with each other? Because the only people who actually know and empathize and want to share about, want to hear about this experience you've had, the only people that can keep this fire alive and keep this spark going people who can really really do that well are each other you continue yeah. to support each other yeah and the best example of that is you know getting married in a month's time and my best man is someone that i met on one of those experiences met, met on one of those sort of retreats and we yeah. have shared that experience for a lot and we don't talk about that experience yeah. anymore but <laughs> remember that time 15 yeah, years ago yeah, like yeah. we don't talk about that experience anymore but it's one of the things that we know was is a catalyst for the initial sort of yeah. connection um yeah, that, that's what it's all about. It's about saying, okay, let's explicitly ask the questions, um, the right questions that are going to help people at least try and do that for themselves, knowing that we can only do so much. Yeah. And so when it's possible to keep walking alongside those young people and doing that, you know, on a daily basis, that's a great thing. And that's definitely the ideal situation. But when it's not, yeah, asking those questions is really important. The other good question that we've often asked as well is, what are you going to tell people? Like, and, yeah, actually and come up your, with a response. Yeah, actually yeah. coming up with a response. Yep. Like, so when people ask, how Why was, are you different? Yeah. Yeah. How are you different? Or what was that event that you just went on? It usually goes one or two ways. Usually the response is, yeah, it was good. Or it's, I'm going to spray you with a fire hose and tell yeah. you everything. It's one of those two. It's, you know, it's usually one of those two things with no in between. So yeah. let's find the right middle ground. What wording? And yeah. even breaking that down into different categories because different people want to know different things, yeah. right? So the conversation you might have with your best friend about it who hasn't been on the experience and who isn't with you and they ask you about how it was, your response might be different to when your mom or your dad asks yeah. you about what the experience, you know, you're going to have different conversations with different people. So what do people want to know about and what are you going to tell them mm. is a, is a helpful thing too. And it's helpful one to have those conversations and two to actually help those people start to process the experience for themselves and go, what actually was this experience yeah, for me? Yeah. What actually has changed in me? What actually has been a positive thing? What actually am I taking away from this experience? So that becomes, again, when we go back to that connection wisdom application sort of thing, that's a big part of that application sort of thing is, is having people think about those responses and think about, think about what their retreat experiences has been. Yeah, and being able to articulate that. No, that's a great way of going about it. I've also been on ones or facilitated ones where um, students would have like a physical takeaway, whether that's yeah. a journal or yeah. like wooden cross or something, like having a physical symbol or even sometimes photos and things to sort of yeah. remind and have that around as like a, a pinpoint. Like, yeah, what's tangible that can be done. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's a that's a big thing too. That's yeah. massive. Yeah. I know that, um, yeah, I'm a sentimental person. And so I tend to just, when I go to those sorts of things, just keep everything. You've got, yeah. yeah. Um, and 80 yeah. retreats a year. So yeah. yeah. I'm sure you whole room. I'm sure you'd have a lanyard box somewhere with oh, every lanyard from I, I don't know what to do with the lanyards. It's actually a, you know, sustainable question. It's like, I'm not going to use this again. I'm going to go to another place that's going to have a new lanyard. Yeah. That's actually, uh, yeah, that's yeah, an issue of right, mine. So right. you have a lanyard I've box. I've got a lanyard box. Um, I've got a lanyard box with every lanyard from every event that oh. I've ever been to or run um, in this box. That would and be a big box. I really 
like yeah i find it hard to throw them away oh see i'm like yeah. i want minimalism like i don't but then i feel yeah. bad about keeping it around I'm and the same i hate clutter and i hate yeah. having heaps of things around but <laughs> don't I go just on can't. youth retreats yeah <laughs> you end up with I all the things yeah 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 so it's those kinds of things. like those little things as well that end up meaning more than you realize yeah. are gonna mean those little sort of memories um the other random thing that i have lying around is an affirmation it started out yes, as a plastic sleeve. Oh. <laughs> started out as like a plastic sleeve, and then it became a. a what else was it? It was like a like an envelope, a pouch, a pouch sort of yeah. thing, kind of envelope sort of thing. And now it's a box as well. Like it's a box. Digitize them. I don't know if anyone's got any <laughs> tips out just, there. Please send us a message. Like sit there for a day just scanning them. And, oh. Yeah, and it's not even like that. I'm tired to sitting there and reading those affirmations and that I but you just can't <laughs> get rid of yeah it's not like you can just put them in said. the bit yeah but yeah. yeah it's just a special thing that reminds me of yeah. lots of positive experiences yeah um and going yeah there's uh each one of those things represents a person right like each yeah. one of those affirmations represents a person that in some way shape or form I've I've connected with yeah and that's a, that's a good takeaway I also remember one having a takeaway where we were given someone else from the retreat to pray for as well. So mm. take a little card and be like, for a month, can you pray for this person? That was a, a good way. And then you had the option if you wanted to check in with that person, you know, how they're going and if they had any intention. So, yeah, there's lots of creative ways sort of for follow up. But I guess it's like knowing your people, your young people and what would resonate with them. And I love the idea of workshopping it with them. Like, what are you going to take away like from your own wisdom and your experience, yeah. how do you want to keep reliving this? That's yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. It's pretty good when we get to do that in sort of school, usually what we've got when we go to sort of events um, or we run events like that, what we've got is um, small groups that are a mixture, a mixture of students from different schools and yes. students from everywhere. Cause we want them connecting with each yes. other and things like that. But when we get to that sort of stage, it's all right, let's go back to your school. Like let's go back to the people that you actually walked in with and go, okay, the people that you're sitting with are the people that you're going to see most often coming out of this experience. How do you support each other? Like yeah. that's when it becomes really practical and really tangible and really helpful. Um, and getting to share ideas and sharing things. And it's just really positive. Like we've got, um, yeah, just we've seen random photos and got from back in the day when we used to run all these events, like Facebook groups of yeah. things from back in 2016 and 2017 of um, student leaders and all these sorts of things. And they're kind of really dormant until every once in a while. And it's only happened, well, it's happened a few times, but every once in a while you get a notification that someone, one of these young people have posted a photo. And it's yeah. usually, what it usually is, is that they've gone somewhere and they've reconnected with someone who they met at that yeah, time or yeah. at that program and they caught up for coffee or they did it's something so nice. and, you know, all those sorts of things happen. Um yeah there's so yeah and that there are sometimes we don't visually get to see it but like they're trusting that there are these good connections and good things that that follow on through and yeah that's really that's really heartwarming yeah yeah it's those kinds of things yeah thanks so much for sharing thanks so much for um coming to chat with me today before i let you go i've just got one more question i'd like to ask you so you know imagine later in life you know you've led facilitated lots of retreats and you run into some people that you facilitated a retreat for at you know at the supermarket if you could have feedback from someone who's been on one of your retreats later in life what would you hope to hear from them (laughs) that's a great question look if it was an ideal world 
I would hope to say that, hey, I, I really remember that retreat day and I still remember this session and I really am holding on to some, some element of some it. element or some yeah. message. I would take as far as like, yeah, being, being realistic. I would take as far as, Hey, I remember that day you ran, I had a whole bunch of fun. I really yeah. enjoyed myself. Yeah. We always sort of go back to that and it's probably a good place to, to wrap up as the last or a good place to end on as the, maybe the one of the last things that I say is we always go back to that statement. I think it's my Angelou's. They're not going to remember what we say. They're not going to remember Lots of the activities, not going to remember. I'm definitely paraphrasing because I don't think Maya Angelou talks about activities. <laughs> but <laughs> Icebreakers, I'm pretty sure yeah. that's fine. Yeah. They're not going to remember what we say, but they're going to remember how we make them feel. Yeah. They're going to remember how we make them feel. And if they can walk out of a retreat day or retreat experience feeling like they had a good time, feeling like they were valued, feeling like they, it was a positive experience for them, that will hopefully have enough of an impact in itself. That yeah. will hopefully be a good thing. Like we spoke about. For some young people, that's that's really what they need. Yeah. What they need is to know that they're loved, that they're valued, that they're cared about, that people actually want to make sure that they're that they're safe yeah. and that they're good. There's good plans for their lives. And yeah. That's awesome. So when's the next retreat? Can I come? Uh, the next retreat is, well, there's one going on today out in Melbourne. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Let's Mel- fly over. <laughs> Jump the car. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, thanks so much for coming and chatting with me today, Sebastian. Um, yeah, and all the best with all the retreats happening. No worries. Thank you, Juliana. Thank you for listening to the Catholic Youth Podcast. Make sure to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Cath Youth Adelaide to stay up to date with all the latest information, resources and events. Until next time, see you.